0: Hello, and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Phoebe Connell. And I'm Caroline Connell. (laughs) <laughs> I nice. For a second I was like I want to stay kind of anonymous
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just in case very just secretive In case I don't
0: know who's listening Um, Hopefully a few people <laughs> <laughs> So this week we're going to be recapping episode 4 Can you hear me now?
1: Before we get started though is there any like pretty little liar news that Okay we well actually
0: yes because I did google Because I just wanted to see <laughs> if anyone else was still talking about the show um, and I actually found that so Troy and Velasario and her husband, who I didn't know, but he's on the show Suits, or he was on yes, the show. Yes,
1: they've the, been dating since the show. <laughs> okay, I
0: guess I'm not like well versed in their personal lives, except Ashley Benson and Shay Mitchell. I, I do. Keep I up with followed
1: them. every single cast member.
0: I love and that. Whether they about you. had
1: one line or whether it was the waiter scoffing at Spencer <laughs> ordering a vodka soda,
0: or it was the four main girls, I followed them. Well, all. for some reason, I didn't think I followed. The actress that plays jenna but i must because constantly <laughs> my instagram like she's like try. i mean not that she's trying I mean, she's doing just fine but like the tiktok videos constantly i don't know if anyone's seen them they're like just kind of kind of cringy like stuff it's just very like well my husband's away like let me do whatever and if they're always on my timeline i guess i could go and follow her but i kind of love it
1: <laughs> that's how i feel about a lot of their content like i still watch A Shay Mitchell YouTube video here and there. Oh, well,
0: I think Shay Mitchell has maintained her relevancy. She's fucking funny.
1: She is. And I love that she and Ashley are still friends. I remember last, like, Christmas or something they did, she and Ian Harding, who were really good friends during the show, did, like, a gingerbread-making contest. And they tried FaceTiming a bunch of the people from the show. And Ashley answered and was like, thanks for the invite. It was – I just love that they're all still, like – Or for the most part. They're
0: Uh, all kind of buddies. No, that, I mean, I do, I I guess I've also kind of, like, loved Lucy Hale. I actually just watched her, like, Vogue, um, like, beauty routine, and I felt kind of bad because people were roasting her in the comments. They were like, this is so unrealistic, like, you did, like, 26 steps, and then other people were defending her. They're like, guys, she's just excited. Like, Vogue asked her to do this. That
1: is always, (laughs) whenever people come for Lucy Hale, people are always like, guys, She's just, like, excited <laughs> and happy about her
0: job. They're like, stuff. she's kind of fell under the radar after Pretty Little Liars. Like, can we throw our freaking bone?
1: <laughs> she does host um, Rockin' New Year's Eve. Oh. She's one of the hosts for that.
0: I forgot that. And no, she's she w- had a good career.
1: Another Cinderella story. Oh. Never Oh, forget. don't get me
0: started on a... Maybe we should do a spin-off episode about that movie because I pretty much had it memorized. I loved that movie. But anyway, what I was initially going to tell you about... Is so Troy and and her husband who I didn't know was on Suits, but he is. His name's um, Patrick J. Adams. They actually designed a charity collection, um, and so they teamed up with the Variety Boys and Girls Club. They're partnering with the Shine the Light On and True Heart like apparel company. So what they're doing, they're creating lines based around both of their shows. So her husband was on Suits, and then obviously Pretty Little Liars, and they're creating apparel um, based on the show. So like sell to their fan bases and a hundred percent of the proceeds are going to the boys and girls club
1: i just love to see that they're not like throwing away their past i feel like with a show yeah. like pretty little liars it would be easier for them to be like i want to move on from this i know and but i think i
0: feel like they've all pretty much embraced that that's a part of their past yes for sure and i think that also she's like that she's like Capital. She's like, I, That's I. What I want. I need the. I know that there are loyal fans out there. Uh, this is still relevant enough that I can make these shirts and like people will buy them and we ro- will raise a lot of money. Which I think is cool because it gives me hope that we are not the only people who are still watching this goddamn show. I promise you we're not. Because every
1: day of my life, I try to get one more person to watch it.
0: <laughs> you are. there They're like, there's some girl. She <laughs> lives in Tennessee, I guess. There's this some girl who's just going around. And we, we owe her a lot. A lot. Thank you so much for keeping our legacy alive. She goes around. She forces people to watch it. And one day we hope to meet her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're like, I think, never mind. One day I hope to meet you too.
0: Oh, we know. <laughs> um, but anyway, with that, let's hop into episode four. So we open. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we open on the episode. It's our first shot of the Marin household. God, it's exterior. beautiful. Yes, big trees. We love picket like, fence. Yeah, we love a big white house
0: that's just like. Yes,
1: so American.
0: Such. It really is just chef's kiss rosewood pa it's exactly what i imagine
1: exactly unfortunately in front of the house is a police car which we're kind of used to at <laughs> this Actually, point is typically one in front of the Marin household um but this time a police officer is just checking in after hannah did in fact total sean's car
0: <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that's like basically where we ended the last episode yeah oh my but god his words Guys, it's not totaled, it's just damaged. <laughs> it's like I saw the fucking car, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totaled. You, so you split the car in half <laughs> on a tree. <laughs> yeah, literally. And not to mention you were drunk. Like, I just it's not just gonna go away, right? Like it's it's not just like a Hannah walked home and was like, mm, man, can't wait to get it in took bed her and just forget. Probably three days to walk home. Like, <laughs> She's also a been missing, missing, missing person. person. <laughs> literally. They're like, the police are here number one, because you've been a missing person. Number two. You just admit to us when you said, are you here because of Sean's car? We now know you totaled a vehicle. (laughs) Oh, my God. But just a quick little, you know, stand in front of the Marin home um, before we get to our first scene with the four girls of the episode.
1: So the girls are essentially in Rosewood Central, I guess, is what we could call this little area. They're discussing the memorial that they're building for Allison, and they want it in the center of town so that whoever did this to Allison has to look at it. Every day,
0: as much as I, you know, like love that sentiment for them, um, we really just have to like unpack the outfits really quickly. <laughs> so, maybe some of the worst dressed women on the planet in this scene. Okay, we have Aria, which actually, like, I can't judge that much because there are bits and pieces from each of these outfits that I would have worn. But at it's this the time. way they're put
1: together. Oh my That's god! The I
0: just want to talk to the costume department. Be like, you don't actually have to include every pattern, <laughs> color, like different accessory that you can find you don't eat there's this show's gonna last a long fucking time just you ration so it out a little time. bit. Like you have to. So Aria's wearing, which actually like I don't hate. It's like a trapeze tank that's um <laughs> Is that what those are called? Yeah, it's a trapeze style. Uh, thank you very much. Um a trapeze <laughs> tank, and it's like a like a charcoal and a black leopard print, which I don't hate. But underneath it, she has like a neon orange tank top as well, which is just like just a pop too much. Just a pop of color. My girl, too much. Hannah breaking my fucking heart with this outfit. Okay, the top. Great color for her. She's wearing, like, this teal color. which But again, a business casual top. Business casual top. And then absolutely <laughs> abomination of a bottom outfit. Literally, like, she's wearing, oh, God, do you remember those right below the knee capris? Yeah, our mom still wears them. Oh, my God, she does. All her leggings are like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So Hannah's wearing those, which they're, like, full leggings, which really weren't, like, the thing at this time. Especially with the shirt she's wearing. And I get it. We're being, like, casual at Sunday. But, like, your shirt isn't casual, honey. So she's wearing those, like, right below the knee caprice and white white flip-flops. They're, like, those old navy flip-flops that you could get, like, in this time period that were, like, a dollar. Literally, yeah. (laughs) If I could slap her across the face and say, wake up, Hannah, you're supposed to be the fashion-forward one, I would. Like, you can't be seen like this. Are you insane? Other than that, I don't have much to say. I just... Yeah, Spencer and Emily, pretty typical. Yeah, pretty pretty typical. But but I did notice we got a lot of orange going on. Like, Emily's wearing an orange shirt. Spencer... wearing a red shirt. No, bitch. That's orange. That is orange. Thank you. (laughs) And I know it's orange because three of the girls are wearing orange (laughs) in this scene. It is on purpose. Spencer's wearing a brown polo that has orange, like like a layered orange collar underneath it. aria has the orange tank top emily's wearing an orange shirt i don't know why hannah's not they could have maybe given her orange flip flops instead of those fucking white ones but they didn't that's orange that is red no bitch it's orange <laughs> no that is, that is red it's maybe like a red orange but it's orange and aria's tank top is pink are you colorblind? Is it the sparkles? Is it the lesions? Guys, I have oh. to, I have to, I have to make a confession. I'm actually gonna do it, so it's a HIPAA violation. So dramatic.
1: I do have two brain lesions <laughs> on my on the right side of People my like, brain.
0: Oh, okay, no, that that checks out. So yeah. <laughs> so outfits aside, I guess we can get into like what actually happened in the scene now. Which is what. <laughs> oh. So- <laughs> They're sitting around there talking about the memorial. Um, that's great. They're gonna most, have art tiles, of course, which Hannah likens gummery. to headstones. <laughs> which, and they're like, "Hey," and she's like, "What? I'm like, what do you mean? What? We're talking about a dead girl, your <laughs> friend." Um, but I think the most notable thing that happens is Spencer just fully takes control of her own destiny, which we love for her. Pulls out her laptop and she's like, "I am a proving myself," <laughs> and she. Apparently blocks A from calling, texting, yeah. Any members that she
1: doesn't know, she blocks, and what she has all the like, other girls do it.
0: I mean, I have to think: what if, like, a college recruiter calls you on your phone and you don't have their number? You'd like,
1: think Spencer would be thinking that type you'd of thing. Think through. she
0: would think it through, but she's just not. Um, also, I need to point out as she's making all of the girls do this: like, you do remember that A has sent you messages via fucking carrier pigeon, <laughs> right? Like, it's not just been texts and emails.
1: Like truly, Spencer. Spencer got a she got like a she note got in an her email but Emily got a Emily note Emily got a note in her locker and regardless Maybe they're that's... about to figure out Yeah, they're about that a to figure is out that is much more, more creative than they think right after this happens they think they're a proof and Spencer says I spy with my little eyes something that starts with f <laughs> and she's
0: so bizarre Aria it. is like melting into the ground. Aria's like.
1: Mr. Fitz <laughs> rides his bike across the town square. Looks back a little bit
0: too much and to be casual. And these
1: cargo shorts that are half his body.
0: And they say, you know, there are teachers that you don't want to see riding a bike. And then there are teachers that you do want to Sp- see riding a bike.
1: <laughs> and Spencer goes, hey, Mr. Fitz. No, no,
0: she doesn't. She says... Looking good, Mr. <laughs> Fitz. Much fucking worse. She says, looking good, Mr. Fitz. I'm like, are you insane? If I were Aria, I would have, like, absolutely pummeled her to the ground. I'm like, you idiot. You slut. I would have slut shamed her for that. But only because Mr. Fitz would have been my boyfriend if I was Aria.
1: After they see Mr. Fitz, the girls are like, man. Or no, Spencer has another bizarrely delivered line where she goes, do you hear that? <laughs> All those millions of messages (laughs) zipping around,
0: not one of them coming to my phone, which also lame. Which also, though, I really resonate with, I don't know if you guys have ever blocked someone, how liberating I did it last night. Um, And I really relate to what Smithers said. Um, But they very quickly learn, you aren't fucking free, ladies. A paper. It's a flyer of Allison. Yeah, I know. I know. A la a tumbleweed. <laughs> it just blows up to their feet, up to Hannah's flip-flopped feet. And it says, what does it say? Ding-dong, the, the bitch, bitch is dead. The bitch is dead. <laughs> and it's written in red, probably lipstick, and then signed A. So actually it's not actually signed a I don't oh think. okay well who do you think wrote <laughs> it ladies i'm sure they're like no no no, it couldn't be I, we blocked her she can't read this i, but I <laughs> love
1: the idea of a being somewhere on the town square like blowing it over
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like literally. using like a blow dryer she like, yeah, she's <laughs> like does <laughs> anyone have an outlet <laughs> anyone bring an extension cord i <laughs> forgot mine they're like who is that yelling about an extension cord they don't put the pieces together I would have been too stupid, I think, to have an A
1: situation on my hands.
0: (laughs) Monday morning. Okay, so this is a breakfast scene. I was like, is this a lunchroom? I was tipped off by the coffee. Emily has a big old cup of coffee. <laughs> Which I actually think is empty. She's swinging it of around. Of course it's empty. It's always empty. Actors are taught how to act, but they're never taught how to act. Like there's actually liquid in their glass. I hate it. I, I'm very passionate about this. No, but it's just like so, again, one of those like really unrealistic before school moments. It's like, no one, everyone is not hanging out in the cafeteria before school. Everyone in school is not in the cafeteria before school. We're walking into the cafeteria and Maya stops Emily to give her a sweet gift and Phoebe is so jealous. She wishes she had it. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. First of all, Emily's outfit well, it's never great. <laughs> she's wearing like camouflage like cargo capris. Today is triple C,
1: particularly bad. Uh, she's wearing like, this
0: orange weirdly like it's orange like, again? Orange? He said she's wearing this orange She's wearing this orange, <laughs> orange, yeah, I don't this know. orange like peasant top. Like you know, those. It's like one of those bohemian tops. It was yeah. it was it's very in at this time because we've seen Hannah wearing like a with like the kind of like Aztec print. Like it's yeah. similar. the The bohemian vibe and was very in.
1: My uh, bazaar, as always, goes. I saw the scarf, and it was the most extraordinary color I'd ever seen. It's red. And I, <laughs> and I had <laughs> to get it. It's the color red.
0: Emily's like, oh, oh, did they not, did they not have the color red where you're from? <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> I forgot. what? You're the new girl. I forgot you're new here. We have the color red, actually, in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, she gives it to her, and it also, like, just doesn't go with Emily's outfit at all. Like, honestly, I don't even think it would have been rude if Emily was like, oh my god, I love it. I can't wait to, like, Wear it later once yeah. I, like, have the right outfit on. But Maya, on. like,
1: puts it on Emily. And Emily
0: <laughs> keeps it on. Emily, li-
1: Emily.
0: A fascinating choice.
1: Maya yeah. hugs her goodbye. Emily's just, like, kind of, I don't know, on edge from the whole encounter, which is whatever. Yeah. She walks into the cafeteria. We're all talking. Hannah gets a phone call.
0: <gasps> who could it be? Well, we
1: know who it can't be.
0: That's what Arya says.
1: Yes. And we find out that it's Hannah's dad. And for some reason obviously we know that like because she's not super in touch with her dad this would be exciting but hannah please use context clues of why your dad could be calling
0: you okay but also is it exciting like i just saw a tweet it was like my dad just called me it either means somebody's dead or he wants to say hi or honestly both which is so true like anytime our father calls me i'm like oh my god there's been a death dad called me oh my god friday morning 8.15 in the morning dad calls me I wanted to go look up in my fucking etiquette book that he got me for Christmas when I was 10 and (laughs) see when is it appropriate to give someone a phone call I'm certain it's not before 9 in the morning or at least 8.30 so I didn't answer obviously but it haunted me and I had some meetings so I texted him like hey is everything okay didn't answer (laughs) never respond I'm like oh my god like thinking someone's dead I'm kind of scared to call him I call him hey what's up um you call me (laughs) All he wanted to tell me is to refinance my student loan. Like, girl, I know. So anyway, the point All I being mean
1: is that for Hannah, it's different because he, she is so desperately wanting that attention from yeah. him. Yeah. So when he calls, she's probably excited. But Daddy because issues. she totaled her boyfriend's car, <laughs> she should probably be a little bit more
0: wary. See, that's the other thing of like, that phone call. When I've done something that I know my father wouldn't be happy about, and I can- you've done. St- you've done things yeah well no not me but like i can imagine for some people (laughs) when i get that phone call mm, i know what it's about (laughs) hannah doesn't (laughs) i think hannah wants to believe her dad guys also it's like it's my dad you want to be a father now where have you been
1: fair enough that's why she does the thing she does and she even was self-aware enough to admit it when she was shoplifting
0: She's just taking it to another level. Man, she's just really crying out for help, huh? So
1: Hannah goes, talks to her dad.
0: He's coming to town this evening. He's like, You didn't think I was coming to Pennsylvania and not going to see you? Well, you're coming to Pennsylvania to see her, yeah. to discipline her. Exactly. Which we will soon find out.
1: So essentially, all the girls are just like kind of talking, lots of nothing, but we do see Toby. Toby essentially runs into the girls. They're all a little bit skittish, and Arya goes,
0: Guys. Do you think we just ran into A? <laughs> well, he doesn't run into the girls. He runs into Emily. He goes, Sorry. And he's like skulking about sorry in his leather jacket in like the middle of summer. She's like, <laughs> My fault. Runs <laughs> away. And literally every other girl's like, <laughs> staring at him like with their mouths open. Like, The way that they look at him is like
1: they put him <laughs> in an institution. Literally. Like they have no right to They're look at him. They're looking at way. him like, like, like I mean Like everybody else in the school thinks he's a freak because he was institutionalized. They are the reason yeah. he was wrongly institutionalized. They know
0: that exactly. he is not a freak because of that. But but maybe they're overcompensating. Like maybe they're just trying so hard to repress that they don't know that they're like, oh no, he is a freak. Like he Yeah. And also, don't they think he's like fooling around with the system? Well, that's fair, yeah. But and they, they think he's a part I mean, they you know, they have Yes. I see you. <laughs> yeah, the iconic I see you. A line from Allison. No, but it's just like they are. I think we we need to remember that although yes, these are the quote unquote protagonists of the TV show, they're not good people at all. Basically, I think we forget they that they're not like suck. they're not nice girls. Like they are being mean. Not they're mean. Of <laughs> so of course, I spy. With my little eye. Something that starts with F. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Fitz has a haircut. He's uh, he, looking good. He is looking good. You know what? Something that starts with F could also mean fine. <laughs> uh, and he does look fine with his haircut. And Aria <laughs> has a good outfit on today. Shocking. Um, She
1: could get dress coded, though, for it.
0: She could. She's exposing the midriff. I do think, you know, they look like a cute little couple if we take away the part that it's completely illegal (laughs) and and also unethical. Um, But she walks into his classroom and he is writing on the board, of course... All of the child <laughs> characters of To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh my god, he's, Ezra. he's like, Sorry, I'm getting hot and bothered <laughs> writing all the child <laughs> characters <laughs> named. Literally, like, oh my god, usually what's on the board means something. Perhaps this time it means the most of all. <laughs> like, yeah, we know, dude. We know you have an obsession with children. <laughs> so Arya says, I saw you
1: riding your bike. He's my like, friends- I wave,
0: remember? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god. I would start crying and be like, You don't have to be so mean. <laughs> And Arya said, my
0: friends thought you had nice legs. <laughs> like, just the most uncomfortable conversation ever. This is the
1: least amount of chemistry they've had. Oh, the completely, whole time.
0: completely. Maybe it's because they both have morning breath. We must remember. It's the AM. Um, <laughs> and he goes, well, what do you think? Well, I think I was embarrassed that my friends thought you had nice legs. This is like a freaking Which, married couple fight. Yeah, I don't super understand that because when people think that my smoking hot fiance has nice legs. They tell me this all the time. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. Look away, bitch. Back off. You know, so like I don't think I'm embarrassed when that happens to me every day. <laughs> when he rides a bike around town.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Ezra wants to navigate these waters and he's looking for help from the 16-year-old He's in a trying to,
0: let's just call it what it is. He's trying to DTR, define the relationship.
1: He says something really weird to Arya that we were like, what? He's like, could you help me understand the circumstances?
0: He goes, I've never been in this situation before. I mean, I've never had to navigate this if you could help me. She's like, um... Me either. Literally. She's like, you're my first kiss. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he probably was. But they decide they're going to have this conversation, you know, outside of the classroom, which... Thank God. And he officially invites her to his home. Good thing he doesn't have to give her the address. She already found it in the fucking Yellow Pages a couple episodes ago. And he's
1: going to cook her dinner. One of two dishes he knows how to cook. So that he doesn't have to look over his student Dan's faux hawk. Which I do want to know. Okay, so let's just talk what about a faux hawk. hawk. Actually, maybe I'll just do a quick little Google search. Because I know what a m obviously what a mohawk well, so a faux is. Hawk,
0: so a mohawk is when you fully, I think, have like my the shaved sides. Yeah, like you've shaved everything it said that mohawk. A faux hawk was a very popular hairdo that yes, my fiance also used to do.
1: I remember. It would be like gelled into the shape of a mohawk, right?
0: Yeah, and it was like people liked it.
1: It's kind of like what
0: um Cory Monteith had. For yes. Finn. It's just like when your hair is like sort of like quiff. pushed up. Maybe you have, like, a fade on the side. would you just say? A quiff. What? (laughs) Okay. I know it's an unfortunate (laughs) word, but that is what it's called.
1: Yes, it is. It's quaff. No, Google quiff. Quaffed hair. Google
0: quiff. How the fuck do you spell quiff? Q-U-I-F-F. Oh, I thought you meant... Okay. What the fuck? I've never heard of this quiff. A piece of hair. Okay. Ew. Okay. <laughs> He's That's what a quiff
1: d- is. It was. It's like what Zayn Malik had. Okay, I was a directioner. <laughs>
0: uh, we know. Um, we could just tell from the everything. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Um. It's okay. Really- sorry, I did think you meant quaffed, and I was excited by the opportunity to roast <laughs> you for that. But no, um, it's, it's, its, own anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's the legions. It's the legions. I'm gonna get a shirt that says it's, it's the, the legions anyway so they're gonna have dinner tonight at seven o'clock at his place and I'm I'm excited for it money moves <laughs> <laughs> there's actually so much to unpack in this like 30 second hallway scene
1: I'm shocked I wait, tell me what are you kidding no okay
0: so first of all Emily bearer of bad news is literally <laughs> says to Hannah I mean sorry but like do you think he's here because you crashed Sean's car which of course that's why he's here but really girl you're just gonna <laughs> drop that on hannah hannah's like no i asked girl number no, one you didn't. no you did not and she's like and besides even if that is why he's here at least he came to see me that is a major moment because that confirms hannah's doing all this bullshit to get her daddy's attention she doesn't care how she gets it she'll crash 50 cars if she has to she's so sad about her dad not loving her that's what it is it's really sad like and that line pretty much is like the epitome of a cry for help and then we have one of spencer's (gasps) teachers i mean i don't know why i just fully forgot (laughs) you fully forgot like this is not an important scene one of spencer's teachers comes up he's like spencer i love your essay he screams screams it well if you guys remember this is melissa's essay the russian (laughs) history paper and spencer goes oh thanks it's not really an original idea. <laughs> Wait, did she say that? Yes. I missed that. And he goes, I submitted it for the golden orchid. You didn't ask if she wanted it to be yeah, submitted? Yeah, that's, that's definitely a violation You of didn't, like, privacy. run it through
1: a plagiarism? Thi- there are ways you can test it before you maybe submit it well, for yeah, it. Well,
0: yeah, but why would he do that if he didn't think he had to? I mean, the only reason teachers are going to run it through a plagiarism thing is if they think it might have been plagiarized. And Spencer is such a good student. Like, why would he have reason to think that, you know?
1: So Spencer's a little bit, like, skittish about the whole encounter with the teacher. And the girls are like, that is awesome. Like, why are you guys so excited? Emily
0: says, more academic bling for Spencer. But I also (laughs) have to say, okay, if a teacher, first of all, teachers take a lot of pride in that, like, if they can submit a student for an award, they're like, it's my student. Like, I taught them. And also, it's not just, like, an in-passing thing in the hallway. It's like, oh, my God, come see me. Like, let's talk about this after class. It's not like a 10 second conversation and, like I don't listen to you a teacher's like I submitted you she's like woo and he's like anyway it's great and he starts walking away and she's like wait Kimmy he's like we'll talk later <laughs> it's like that's definitely not how that would go down in their no. life Like he'd be like oh like this amazing like accolade for you like whatever it looks so good and he did say it looks so good on a college application and Spencer's like literally shitting her pants <laughs> what a bombshell scene you know <laughs> yeah like dropping bombshells <laughs> That's what I mean. Okay, Emily <laughs> walks into, like, the chem lab. Which is like, so small, the size of a closet. Also, okay, at first glance, it looks like it's just Toby and Emily in there. There's also a teacher <laughs> in there, we find out. And they're having, like, a conversation that's, like, a little bit weird. It's dead silent. Like, it's the teacher just, wa- I don't know. Emily just goes, weird.
1: you're in this class? And Toby holds up his transfer slip and goes, I am now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. I guess we can talk about the scene, and then I'll get to the the shoes. So then Toby's like, "You were wearing a scarf earlier," and I just I have to say, like, <sighs> he is weird. The way he delivers all of these lines is weird. If someone talked yeah. to me like that in school, I would be I would shivers would be running down my. Spine. I agree. I
1: don't think they knew
0: uh, what they were quite gonna do exactly
1: they, where they were going to take Toby because yeah. at this point they still could have gone down the yeah the trail that's that true. he is it's in the very book. Very
0: ambiguous at this point and.
1: Um, and at this point they also wanted everybody to be a suspect still a little bit.
0: Yeah in terms and of if, who I a mean, is gonna be look if they're painting the picture that Toby's a perv, like it's they working. want it, you know, it's working because then he says, It looked good on you about the scarf, which is like an unsolicited comment. It's like a little weird. And a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, more importantly, it's a fucking lie. <laughs> I just like I feel like when random guys that you don't really know and that you have a sordid past with Someone give you that you a compliment. Have institutionalized. <laughs> yeah, someone whose life you basically ruined gives you a compliment. It's a little uncomfy. But too bad, Emily, because he is your new lab partner. Yes, a lucky, lucky girl. <laughs> he sits down next to her, and she's just, like, so skittish. She's so uncomfortable. Po- honestly, this poor guy. He I goes- just roasted him, but... I guess
1: we're lab partners. You okay with that? <laughs> 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 Emily <laughs> goes,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is she going to say? But, I mean, this would happen. She opens her chemistry book, and what does she find between the pages? The
1: photos of her and Maya kissing. Oh,
0: if you remember from the Noel Kahn party, the infamous <laughs> <laughs> Noel the Kahn party. Rosewood <laughs> ritual. Yeah, yeah. Um, where she and Maya went in the photo booth, took those photos, they kissed, and then... You know, a gloved hand stole the photos. Well, we knew they would come back, and here they are. Um, and she slams her book shut so loud, probably everyone in the class heard it and is wondering what's in the book. <laughs> Emily,
1: Emily's like, "It's just a fly, guys. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: yeah, it's <laughs> just a bug. It was just a bug, actually. I'm allergic to bugs. <laughs> all, all of and them. And I'm scared. <laughs> and I'm scared of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but what I really want to talk about with this scene, if you just, you know, let me have the floor for a moment. <laughs> The shoes okay, so <laughs> she's wearing I will have to post a pic on the gram because I, I don't even know how we to really get a
1: full view of her whole outfit. yeah in this when she walks to her desk and you're like
0: we get yeah you get dressed in the dark. It, what's nice is we get like her walking we get the you know the the back the rear view not in the hot way, rear view <laughs> uh, We're walking to her table. And then she spins and we get the front. I mean, it's like nice. Like we get the whole, I'm mean, sounding kind of gross. I just mean we get to see the outfit. That's what I mean, that's what I mean. Okay. Anyway, the sandals though. Okay, so she's wearing these sandals and these were really in and I know why. Well, I don't know why, <laughs> but I know this because <laughs> I also wore sandals like this. Oh. They have like this tiny, tiny wedge heel on the back of the sandal and they're not like a flip-flop kind of sandals like they're just like have the strap, you know, across the top of your foot and then around your ankle and there's like this tiny tiny little wedge heel and it's very very uncomfortable to walk in and anyway I'll post a picture but I have to note that I myself wore a pair of sandals like this um, to homecoming my senior year of high school. Oh, wait a second. Wait
1: <laughs> a second. Actually, I think this is a good time to bring up another one of Caroline's what? outfits. On the first day okay. of junior year, oh my god, Caroline wore a black <laughs> mini dress. It wasn't a dress; it was a romper. Oh, I didn't know that. But regardless, uh, it did not come down to her fingertip. Like, no, for sure and not. She was, a- was in black Whoa. wedge heels. Her like, hair uh, her hair came down to the back, or the small of her back, and was curled. She had makeup done well, so much. Okay. <laughs> am I just being roasted? Like, let's just be clear. I did look good. Yes, but
0: it was your junior year of high school, <laughs> first I, day of school. I did have braces. It was. <laughs> but what's more important to note about this look is that not only was my hair curled, um, I'd probably woken up at 4 o'clock a la Sidney Sweeney <laughs> on Euphoria. But my hair also was... The, the tips of my hair were dyed with Kool-Aid <laughs> she was, was dyed red. She was giving Hannah Maron meets Aria Montgomery. Yeah, I was giving Hannah Maron post-crashing Sean's car, kind of like a bad girl, a <laughs> little bit Aria. Um, the
1: only reason I bring this outfit up is yeah, to Yeah, why do say, you bring this outfit up? You're telling me you <laughs> wore these... Sandals that essentially come a millimeter off well, of the floor. Well, I'm going to explain
0: why. And you wore cork wedges they on the first day of they school. They were like rope wedges. I'll post a photo. I'll put po- Okay, fine. <laughs> you know what? I'll post a photo of my first day of junior year look, and I'll post a photo yes, of these other shoes I wore. Yes. goodness. Um, just a lot of Caroline content for the gram. You're welcome. Um, but <laughs> let me. Let me explain why I wore those sandals, okay? So I was asked to homecoming by a kid uh, named Nick. And really nice kid. Really liked him. He was vertically challenged. He was kind of short. Taller than me because I'm short. But he was not a tall kid by any means. But I definitely, like, had a crush on him. Super cute kid. So he asked me to homecoming. And I, like, found my dress. And I texted my... At that time, she was, like, my friend-slash-classmate, but she went on to be my roommate in college. And then my BFF, be Chloe, if you're listening, love you, girly. Um, <laughs> love you, babe. <laughs> we call each other babe. It's cute. Anyway, um, so I texted <laughs> Chloe, and I said, hey, like, how high of a heel do you think I can wear to homecoming? Because I'm going a Nick. And she sent back a picture (laughs) of her fingers, and they were, like, literally going like this. Like, I know you can't see, listeners, but it's about, like, a half an inch that she was, like, demonstrating with her fingers. She's like, this is the maximum height you can wear, (laughs) and he'll still be, like, a little bit taller than you. So I did wear them to my high school senior year homecoming because I was trying to protect the ego of my date who then later in the school year, when I had my Christmas party, he came to the Christmas party as a surprise halfway through dressed as an elf. <laughs> <laughs> he and Arya would have been perfect for each oh other. Oh my God. I literally was like asking my one friend to come dressed as Santa, and he was like, Well, can I come? I was like, Yeah, what? Well, uh, he was like, I'll be an elf. I have a Peter Pan costume. <laughs> and he did. So he's a good sport. Um, But, yeah, so that is why. That's my anecdote about those those sandals. And and they were, I can confirm, in style. But, God, what a horrible style.
1: Let's just also say, Emily's not, like, they don't elevate the outfit, nor does the outfit elevate the shoe.
0: You know what I mean? It's not. A bit of a confusing It's not, like. It's
1: adding anything, to, it's not
0: bringing anything to the outfit. Well, but she thinks and it it's is. also ugly. I think she thinks it's elevating the look. Like she's got this very casual outfit on with, like, you know, like the cargo. She looks pants like she's like, like walking
1: through like Nazareth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are we well, having for dinner? Main takeaway from this scene is that the Montgomerys make a dish called chicken oh my gosh <laughs> and it's wild that they're having it on a weekday chicken oh my gosh on a tuesday or whatever she says she's what's like, the occasion like, i know like i'm dying to know i know there are carrots and like but also it didn't look like they were cooking chicken it it looked like yeah well, ground then, beef
1: but then she says something about veggie burgers well then she's like are you
0: okay with veggie burgers i think because aria is vegetarian
1: maybe right so she's right, not gonna right. eat chicken oh my gosh we may have just completely fabricated the fact that Arya is a vegetarian. Wait, is she because not? Because it fits her persona. I'm looking it up. I don't think she is, but she t- it checks
0: out if she is. I'm I'm googling it right now. Arya Montgomery is Arya Montgomery a real historical figure? A vegetarian <laughs> in the books and the TV show. Oh my God! Wait, I'm sorry it says yes in the books and the tv show there are references to Arya being a vegetarian but if you want to know where i found this information it's a wiki how article titled <laughs> how to be like aria montgomery <laughs> hey, Wait, did you look. write this literally okay um if you'd like to imitate the mysterious Aria Montgomery from the Pretty Little Liars series. By the way, this was last updated in 2021. Uh, um, people go back to this article for help. Literally. Okay. Part one of two. Looks. Copy Arya's style of hair. Grow out your hair. Occasionally, you can get it trimmed to avoid split ends. Change your shampoo and conditioner or dye to make it more similar to Arya's to Aria, to Number two, try to use the same style of makeup. Apply a smoky black eyeshadow just along the top of your lash line. Use flesh toned eyeliner on your waterline to make them look dough like. And nails are mostly dark colored. Black is her most basic choice. Always keep your nails clean and trim. <laughs> Three, consider getting into shape. <laughs> Aria is in great shape. If you aren't quite as in shape as Aria, it's okay. Part of her personality is being different. <laughs> but you can still eat healthy and exercise like aria who likes to do yoga oh my god i can't i'm sorry number four get the wardrobe okay your style is mainly bohemian but with an indie hipster twist which we know get a signature leather jacket try out secondhand or thrift stores oh perfect um and be bold behavior develop the outgoing yet mysterious side of your personality she's a total romantic um travel as much as you possibly can Aria's exotic style. It <laughs> comes from the variety of cultures she's experienced.
1: Iceland. Iceland
0: is oh, the only one. Here you go. With a charm bracelet. You can show off the places you visited. Someone asked a question how can I get a personality like Aria Montgomery? I really honestly can't. How would Aria react to a very annoying younger sibling?
1: I'm sorry, but like Aria is the least likable of the oh liars. God. What
0: would Aria Montgomery keep in her handbag? What the fuck? It's just bizarre. Consider becoming a vegetarian. Who wrote these? I, I don't know, but yes, Arya is a vegetarian. <laughs> the main point of the scene, though, is that Arya
1: becomes wrought with guilt because she's looking at her poor mother slaving away, making a special dinner for her father. Here's the thing, though: she becomes wrought with guilt about something else after she just tells her mother a complete lie.
0: Bold faced lie, as her mother would say. <laughs> She's no remorse. She's a sociopath.
1: I'm not an Aria fan. She's maybe. like, my mom just
0: like wouldn't understand this. This is like serious, serious shit. Um, about like a relationship. <laughs> and my mom's living a lie. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, really, you're gonna make oh my gosh, chicken for dad? Really? He cheated on you. <laughs> really. Oh, right. You didn't know that. Oh, right. Because I didn't tell you that because I didn't want (laughs) to hurt you. But now I am, bitch.
1: (laughs) So she flashbacks in her brain as she's staring (laughs) at her mom. Back to when she and Allie discovered Byron and (laughs) Meredith
0: hooking up. So, like, we've seen a similar scene before. We've seen them, like, kissing in the car before this one. Okay, this was, like, a wet kiss. Ugh. It was. It it's was too repulsive. Just it too much. But, um, Allie's like, you have to tell your mom. Like, Arya's dad calls her. She's like, don't answer that because he's gonna try to convince you not to tell, and you have to tell your mom. Which, I don't know what the fuck I would do. In and Arya's like, but. well, what do I say? And Allie's like, well, I don't know, but you have to say something. Yeah, so Aria really heeds that advice and does absolutely nothing. But now, at the thought of, oh, my gosh, chicken on a Tuesday, she's she's thinking about it. She's awakened back into her reality, looking at her mom, cutting a carrot. And she goes, mom, mom,
1: the most,
0: dr- <laughs> mom. The most dramatic moment. And and that's saying a lot for the show. And her mom's like, yes? And she's like, can I have a carrot? <laughs> She takes a (laughs) full-ass carrot, heads out. She's on her way. What a truly sad scene. Hannah's just hitting us where it hurts this episode.
1: At first, they're talking about Spencer's paper, and Hannah's like, what makes you so sure you're even going to win? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, Spencer has kind of like jumped the gun. She's like, Oh my God, I won this contest. And they're like, No, I'm pretty sure I heard him say he just submitted you. She's like, No, but I won. I will and win. And Spencer looks at Hannah and Hannah goes, Oh, right.
1: I forgot. <laughs> it's in your DNA. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> so Spencer's like, Whatever, whatever. And she starts handing Hannah some jackets to try on. She's like, Trying to get ready for her dinner with her dad blazers god the bla the business casual attire of this but also i was saying hannah fashionista of the group you should know that of all of the
0: emily's closet might even be better to go through okay but that's an ignorant thing to say because just a few episodes ago we talked about how spencer's the best dressed liar (laughs) ah you're Right. I am right I know so actually I Hannah was making head, a very wise when decision. I think
1: about Spencer though I do just like there are certain outfits that like I think some of the other bad outfits that the liars wear fall to the wayside for me and Spencer's like stick out in my head of like I remember one ep- one episode she wears this atrocious hat oh I know the not. whole episode Blair
0: Waldorf wears a similar one and uh, it's like a bucket hat but like not cute yeah and mm-hmm. there are episodes where she the tie with the bell bottom
1: jeans. No, believe me, I get
0: it. But I think, I mean, it's not like she's unrivaled in bad outfits. Fair We've enough. Got fair enough. Horror, I mean, even this episode so far. But Hannah puts on this blazer, which I think is absolutely heinous. It has like a like applique like flower on it. <laughs> and Spencer goes, Hannah, that looks nothing like you. And Hannah goes, Then it's perfect. <laughs> Oh. And she
1: goes, I everything needs to be perfect. My dad hasn't seen me since I lost the weight. Oh
0: my God. Like it just if anything is gonna pull at your fucking heart's or anything, I just feel like that's so sad. Like she's just so obviously like heartbroken. And Ashley Benson plays it so well, like just yeah. how like
1: excited and like well-meaning Hannah seems. It's just like
0: at the heart of it, Hannah really is just like still that girl. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to call her the hefty Hannah, but she's still like that sweet girl who's so used to being looked over right because she's friends with all these beautiful girls and like obviously she's beautiful too but because and we saw it with sean
1: and now we're yeah, seeing it with her father
0: she just really like it, it's gonna stick with her and it's just really awful and so sad and but she does such a good job i mean ashley benson does a wonderful job of playing it and this this episode really like plays into that for sure <laughs> okay so emily is a girl on a mission, and she goes to visit Maya at work, which, where does she work? Lucky's Cupcakes or something. <laughs> yeah, like, like that. oh, my God, this cupcake store comes back Yes, later. that's I what I was just oh telling God, you about. Oh, yes. God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, okay. Anyway, we'll it's get not, lucky yeah, it's not lucky for assault. Yes, <laughs> not lucky for... Whoa. I thought I saw a bug. It was just a shadow of my hand. <laughs> 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 Anywho. Oh, my God. Emily accosts Maya. <laughs> so Maya, we work. need to
1: Talk. For someone who wants this to be a, clearly, like, a discreet conversation, Emily does this in front of the entire town. People are walking by. hmm Broad
0: daylight. Maya's, like, literally taking a break from, like, waiting tables to have this conversation. She's like, I can't be long. And so Emily hands her the photos, the infamous photos. And Maya's like, oh, my God, we look cute. She just doesn't get it. And this is where, like, I have to beg the question— Does Maya – because, like, my understanding is Maya's not, like, out of the closet, like, fully. She hasn't made any mention of it. She, said she has a boyfriend. So that makes me think she might not be totally, like, out. And they definitely haven't had a conversation about it. They've just – there's been, you know, whatever. But there's never been a conversation. And I'm wondering, like, is she just thinking, who cares? Like, it's a picture of us kissing at a party. We were drunk. Like, it happens all the time. Or is she, like, why do you care – people know like don't we like each other but they haven't had that conversation yeah. so it's kind of like a com- uh, like a complicated thing
1: and i think emily's so nervous that she doesn't know how to have it how to have that conversation yeah. in like a not this aggressive way right. where it's like why would you and
0: because emily's like no this is who i am this is my truth and this is something i am absolutely not comfortable sharing she can't see it in a way that's like it's not a big deal right so like i just think it's a I They're on know. completely sensitive. different pages, yeah. and
1: they just don't know how to talk about it. But yeah. Emily makes it <laughs> crystal clear what the <laughs> photos are of, <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: just, just in case Maya is, is, has also no, been made blind. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emily's like, I have a history of blinding people. Did I do it to you, <laughs> or what? Can you see this? Because this, this is a, is a picture, picture of, of you, us. You, you and, and me kissing. kissing. Understand? Oh my god, it's Emily! The
1: understand? Like ah. it's aggressive to begin with, but then she throws in the understand. understand? Maya is
0: like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, <laughs> and she's like, walks away. Emily's like, Maya. Clearly, I- Maya's feelings are hurt. Emily's like, seriously? Oh my god, uh, why didn't you get it? <laughs> um, and or Maya no, has to get like, back to work. She's like,
1: Maya, can, can't we talk about this? Like, Emily, you were just mean she's to in her. The middle
0: of her shift, and Emily. You did not make this. A welcoming yeah, conversation or like, dialogue. No, this is like such a fun conversation. Emily, I would love to continue to have this. I am in the middle of my ship. <laughs> so I do have to jet, but we can chat later. And like, Maya
1: Maya looks at Emily so um, omin- almost like when she told Emily that they had found Allison's
0: body, is they she goes, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I have to get back to work. I know she's this very like deer in the headlights, yeah. like look about her. I also have to say though, Maya doesn't really have a reason to think that Emily would like be uncomfortable with this because yeah. Emily has not been other than being you know with Ben Emily has not no like been like get away from me like they've literally like, it's not been secret like you know
1: actually what a perfect opportunity for this
0: conversation to happen would have been when they kissed yeah <laughs> like so wait a minute what that can we get on the same page yeah on this like I, I understand or like, I mean, but I guess it's complicated part of just me figuring does figuring that put out more
1: of the blame on Emily but like when Emily walked out of the photo booth and was clearly distraught about the p- photos missing Maya should have been like like that cl- should have clued her into like maybe we- this is something we should talk about yeah
0: I just think their personalities aren't super compatible at this point like you know right now they're just in very different places also in terms of just like who they are how they were raised how they view sexuality I feel like Maya's like oh it's fluid whatever and Emily's like no 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 I like have to be straight so it's just complicated because it's like it's hard for Emily to be in that position, but also unfortunately like Emily and it's such like a classic story. Like Emily is going to be the one that hurts Maya because she's not ready to make it, you know, a real thing. So it's complicated. I'm interested to see how it plays out. The scene is painful. It hurts me (laughs) so much. Like so deeply. Oh God. We open with Hannah and Ashley Marin, like putting the finishing touches on their look in the hallway mirror that we visit quite often. The Marons are, like, putting
1: us through the ringer this episode. They are.
0: Oh, my God. So many emotions up there just stirring up. But, yeah, Ashley Marin specifically is putting on earrings. But they're getting ready for Hannah's dad to come and take them both to dinner. So Tom
1: Tom, knocks on the door. Hannah goes to answer. She's so excited, like, elated, so like, excited.
0: Literally pains me so much and to watch. And he
1: walks through, and he's like, yeah. There's barely any left of you to hug. (laughs) Like, Like, I would just run into traffic right there. But, like, she's so
0: happy. She's like, thank you, dada. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Got that. She's like, thank you, daddy. (laughs) I'm getting that, too. Jesus Christ. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like Um, the biggest compliment anyone could give her. Yeah, she's stoked. And so she walks in a little bit further and, like, It's like, we just have to get our bags ready and all this stuff. And Tom, Jackass of the Year. Literally. He goes, oh, Ash, (laughs) looks like we got our wires crossed. Because I got, you're not coming, bitch. I'm taking... our daughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to have a one-on-one date. <laughs> you are not
0: invited.
1: <laughs> and I'm also not going to invite you now even though that I see yeah. that you
0: clearly thought you were I invited. I you thought you were coming. You got ready. You were like, we're excited even. And I'm still so not going to fucking invite <laughs> you, bitch. <laughs> I know, it's cruel. And she's like, oh my god, no, like, have fun. And... Not too late, Tom. Oh! <laughs> Or like know. one last bit of control oh, and takes her earrings off and tosses them on the counter. It's just so the music is circle.
1: perfect. It Everything really is. about the way that they film it is great, but it
0: is absolutely gutting. Absolutely gutting, but not quite as gutting as when we get to <laughs> the street and his dad makes this jackass. Call. I'm like, I get it. I get it. But could you just like wait a second? You haven't seen your daughter and who knows how long he goes. It's a new car. So uh, do you mind if I drive? Um, As someone who has been in three separate car accidents,
1: <laughs> this all her fault. No.
0: Okay, well, two her. of
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> right. And one. All right, of- you're right. Two of three. Thank you. And the second one, iffy. First one, I take complete responsibility yeah. for. Yeah. The okay. second one, I was hit by a stoned man. The gradient. <laughs> However, okay. I was turning left. Anyway, I have had <laughs> this joke told to me many times. And it it doesn't hit as funnily as the joke teller That's thinks it does. Funnily?
0: That's a word. Uh, I don't, don't know if it is. Um, no, but especially I think in this case <laughs> when this was a very intentional <laughs> accident that she caused. Yeah, none of mine were intentional. And you also weren't drunk in any of them. None of them were like vengeful. Like grand I auto. mean, yeah, so it just it shouldn't you didn't commit like grand auto theft. <laughs> like Anna's not only she stole a car. She was underage drinking did You say
1: grand auto theft? Mhm. It's grand theft auto.
0: That's the video game. Grand Theft Auto, but I'm pretty sure it's like grand auto theft. Oh. Like if, and if you're talking in real life, i don't know tomato tomato um but hannah's like wait a minute and stops dead in her tracks is is this about sean mom did call you he's like yeah of course she called me (laughs) he's like like, hannah so did you lose half of your brain weight too like what (laughs) the fuck and he makes this bizarre analogy that you know in the writers and they're like oh my god wait i've got it i've got (laughs) it this is genius and they're like okay we're gonna say hannah I remember you always being very good at climbing trees. But sometimes you needed a little help getting down. And everyone's like, oh my god, I wish I thought of that. It's so dumb. (laughs) But they're (laughs) so happy about it. And so Hannah goes, you know what? If you came here to yell
1: at me, why don't you do it right here on the street so the entire neighborhood can see me take my medicine? So
0: goofy, but ultimately (laughs) they do decide. so goofy. (laughs) Goofy. I love goofy. I love goofy. Um, But ultimately (laughs) they do decide to go to dinner, so we'll see how that pans out. So thoughts on this next scene. We have the exciting Aria and Mr. Fitz dinner date at his apartment.
1: Aria is literally a child. She is
0: literally a child being that she's like 16 but also she's literally acting like a child too, which I feel like when I first watched this, I don't know that I saw it that way, but now I'm like this is mortifying for her and I can't believe that after this scene he still wants to be with her. I know, I feel like that would this would should be
1: like a like a wake up call to him like yeah, this absolutely. is a 16-year-old Girl. This would shed a lot of
0: light on. So essentially, on what,
1: what happens is Arya starts confiding in Ezra about her father's infidelity. She is under the impression that her parents have not discussed it. Her mom really doesn't know what happened, which she's no reason to think she does. But she is right. un- going under the assumption, and
0: Arya has whether or not she should have. She's taken on this responsibility that like I have to be the one to tell my mom which is not her responsibility i understand that like i mean i think if anyone was in that position they may feel that way as the kid who saw it and like it's not fair that her father's put her in this position of you know expecting her to keep a secret that's not hers to keep but it's also not her responsibility to be the one to tell her mother something like that you right. know this is part of Arya's like
1: character arc is that one of her redeeming qualities and also one of her flaws is that she is a fixer and she feels like she has to fix Every yeah. problem that comes her way. And a lot of the time it's to the detriment of the people around her. But she thinks she's doing... She, like, has this um, savior complex. Yeah. Like oh, she has for to, sure. She has to be the one. And I don't know if it's because she wants the
0: glory or if she... I don't know what it is or why she feels that way. I think but it's a little bit of, like her inflated sense of self of, like, she definitely thinks she's more mature than she is, and she thinks she's all these things, and her relationship with her teacher is certainly not helping that, but it's a very classic English major thing. And she
1: sees the problems. She's She looks at her friends, and she's like, no, I see this problem for you, so I'll yeah, fix it, and you, says, you might not I see can, it. I'm
0: the only one that can fix this kind of thing, and I honestly think part of that is because Allie might have made her feel that way because we know that Allie's the one that, like, That's told her true. you have to tell your mom this is now your job and your responsibility mm-hmm. And so there's a very good chance that she does feel that way. So she brings it to Ezra, who, kind of the voice of reason, not that his point of view is without flaws, but he says, you know, it's possible your mom knows more about this than you think she does. It's possible your mom and dad have come to some sort of agreement, which just absolutely sets Arya off. She is
1: pissed. And she's essentially like, you're treating me like a child. Do you see me as a child?
0: All this stuff. And Ezra- Oh, because he says, well, I just think that, They need to handle it like Like adults. adults. She's like, like adults? So you think I'm a child? No, you just told me that I'm a child and I need to mind my own
1: business. And Ezra says one of my favorite Ezra lines where he goes, I guarantee
0: you that is not (laughs) what I said. I also like his delivery of the line when she's leaving and she goes, you know what? It was a mistake coming here. And he goes, I don't think it was. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the delivery there. But I'm also like, part of the way she's acting is very much like speaks to her maturity level. And I think he should be able to fucking see that.
1: Yeah. Her leaving the apartment, he should be like, that was weird. Why was that weird? She's a high school student. I have to see her at 8 a.m.
0: tomorrow when the bell (laughs) 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 rings. Yeah. And she's like, well, if, if you think I'm a child, then why did you ask me here? He's like, I asked you here because I don't see you as a child. And I'm like. Okay,
1: well, that's a huge problem (laughs)
0: because she literally is one. By definition, she's a child. Very weird. I mean, it was a 15-minute dinner date in his apartment where she went from zero to 60 very fast. Right.
1: The pasta's, like, still barely coming to a boil on (laughs) under stove.
0: Literally, literally. I think that she really expected him to just...
1: Honestly, I don't think
0: she knew what she expected him to do. I don't think she knew what she wanted him to say. Yeah, I
1: think she was probably excited to, like, sit down with this boy who she's expecting to have a mature relationship with. And she probably, like, her picture of a mature relationship between adults is, like, I tell you about my problems and, like, She's probably excited to have something to bring to him that they could, like, discuss. Definitely, and
0: it's it seems like a very adult yeah. problem. But also, the thing is, I don't think she knew what she wanted out of it. I don't think she knew, like, what the right answer was. So anything he said probably would have been bad. But also, she's feeling extremely insecure about her own age. She's in this very grown-up situation. Not only is he an adult, he's also her teacher. So it's, like, these two levels of this just interesting power dynamic. And so I think... It's like the perfect storm of all of these things making her act extremely irrationally. And I just wish he was a little bit more mature. (laughs) He could see what the fuck is going on here because we can see it. All right. So it's first period. And what a raucous first period
1: it will be. (laughs) (laughs) But first, we have a conversation with Hannah and the girls. Hannah is telling the girls all about her date at
0: Jolly Rogers with her dad. But I'm kind of upset that we didn't get to see it. Why did they show us? Because
1: I probably think it was boring. I probably don't think they really talked I about much. I bet it wasn't.
0: I bet they did talk about Sean's car. Anyway, whatever. Hannah's <laughs> like, it was so amazing. And, like, he wants to take me to dinner tonight. He said he has something to tell me. Like, I don't know if I would be pumped about it, Hannah. She, she thinks that it's because he wants to spend more time with her. She thinks she's going to spend summers in Maryland with him. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And she bit. thinks it's <laughs> going to be her choice on whether or not she can. Yeah. Girl. Oh, so sad. And, and for Rude Awakening. And, but the thing is, we know this as outsiders. We know this. Her friends don't know this. Her True. friends have no reason not to be happy for her. Like, it's this huge thing. She's so excited. Her dad came into town to see her. Like, the idea of summering in Maryland is so exciting. The girls are like literally unenthused. They're like, cool, great. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Like, they just completely, I mean, they're right. But they don't know that. Also, just side note, I fucking hate Spencer's dress. I take back what I said about her being the best dress liar. She's wearing a navy dress with white cats on it. Heinous. Anyway, that conversation ends. We get into the real juicy part of the scene.
1: Ezra walks in guns blazing. He is Holy. ready to fight these kids over the ending of To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: Ezra asks... He says, anyone oh, else mad about Atticus's hypocrisy at the end of To Kill a Mockingbird? And he's just, like, on fire about it. He's like, chip
1: on his shoulder the whole time. Yeah,
0: which I'm, I'm like, trying to dissect that in my mind. I'm like, what did he really mean by that? Like, does he mean... um, Is he calling Arya a, a hypocrite? Because Arya's dad and his student were having an affair and now... Aria is having an affair with her teacher. Like I don't know what exactly he's saying here. Or if he's just looking for a reason to be angry and get the class riled up. Yeah, which which it works. Yes. It fully works.
1: So Spencer chimes in and is she's probably the only person that ta- that class that talks every morning. She tries to like have a discussion with Mr. Fitz about it and he's like no.
0: He just accosts every single thing she says. And then he gets in a full-blown fight with Aria. They're having this back and forth, and it's, like, pretty heated. And everyone in the class is uncomfortable. They're like, what the fuck's they're going like, on? They're, like, panning between every single girl L- looking like, at this. Huh? They're like, huh? what is happening?
1: Yeah. Hannah's like, there is some severe sexual tension in this room. Yeah, no, Hannah's
0: like, I know it when I see it. Thank <laughs> you, actually. Spencer's like, I actually know it when I see it. When I see illegal sexual <laughs> tension it's kind of <laughs> my specialty. Thank you. But then we get the real star of the freaking shell. And I just want to say, whoever this actor is, has definitely been recycled through a million of these shows that need a high school student who's kind of like a fucking loser, like <laughs> kind of like spaces out in class, like sounds this dumb when he talks. Does his th- type.
1: He does this perfectly of being the kid who like doesn't want to get involved in the discussion. But Ezra is looking for anything to be mad at. Yeah. And he, like, it feels like an involuntary noise that he yeah, makes. Yeah, and Ezra and goes, do <laughs> you have something to add? Other than phlegm? <laughs> Oh my God. And Arya looks at him disgusted. And he goes, I just think it'd be easier to get the kid
0: off than. His dad's a lawyer. Like it would be fine. And
1: Arya gives him a look when he tries to make his case too, where she's like, fucking idiot. Like she's like, just. You clearly didn't enough, get this book. It's
0: enough. Um, <laughs> it's enough. And Mr. Faith is like, oh, really? What I see is that Arya has made an attempt to understand this book and you haven't. <laughs>
1: like literally so I would, inappropriate i would cry <laughs> if an english teacher said that to me and for, because we all know how much courage it takes to oh my god to it's speak the in an english nightmares. class in high school
0: it's so hard because in english there's genuinely like no right answer but there kind of is and a lot of it is like there's a personal aspect to how you interpret everything yeah. you read so raising your hand and saying this is how i feel about the ending mm-hmm. and then the teacher saying no. Yeah, and a lot of times, like what you say in English class, uh, like, like you're saying it being personal, it's like you relate to a character in some right. kind of way. So like your commentary has to do with your own life, and mm-hmm. what everyone says about that feels like a direct attack. Sometimes, like it is, especially in high school when it's like oh my not God. every.
1: I'm sure for you as an English major, it was different in college a little bit because everybody kind of cared no, the same mean. amount. But you know what I mean? Of like in high school, it's like the, the English majors are mean in a way of they care. Well, they each have.
0: Yeah, they each. But have their in opinion. high school, like, no, I'm right.
1: In high school, it's like half the people didn't read the book or the people that did don't
0: care. Yeah. So when you say your opinion and it seems like you care, it's really putting yourself out there and it's I scary. I had a really uncomfortable moment in an English class. We read The Awakening and, like, everyone's like, I fucking hate Edna Pontillier. Like she's the worst. And I was kind of like, she was trapped. Like, she, like, did the, I don't know. And I'm probably going to get lambasted for saying it now. But I believe this. Like, I believe that Edna Pontillier was not, a super villain and everyone thought she was and it was like I felt like I was the only person in the room who thought this she was insufferable yeah but anyone else who thought that was not saying they thought that Yeah, and I was the only one and then I was like literally like attacked for it and so exactly what you're saying is so true but it's it's so uncomfortable and he just basically like, no I was just saying it'd be easier to get the kid off and then Ezra kind of steps back but what I think is like the reason that he steps back is it like checks him back into reality because what he's saying it's, it's going to be easier to get Jem the kid off than Boo, the adult, which is exactly what we're seeing here. It's going to right. be easier for Aria to absolve herself of what's happening. It's going to be easier for her to pick up her life than it is for Mr. Fitz. So, yes, the whole To Kelly Mockingbird is definitely just a metaphor for what's going on in the show and I love it and I'm sad we're at the end of it. Well, don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. We knew this dinner
1: wasn't going to be a good thing, Hannah. We knew it. No, so they're sitting... And the most
0: awkward table probably at the Apple Rose Grill, like, her but also, dad is, like, stand-sitting. Yes, but I have to say, if we were at that restaurant with our father, he'd want to sit there, too. <laughs> That's, like, <laughs> such, like, a dad table to choose, I think. Also, need to point out, these fucking cardigans that were all the rage, they're, like, the they're like come down like right below your boob okay like mid like torso and then they're like basically cap sleeves <laughs> like or like they literally are and they're
1: like skin tight but then they balloon at the, at the skin shoulder skin tight a bit. with like
0: the little like poofs at the shoulders and then they come to like just be- the halfway point between your like the thickest part of your arm <laughs> halfway between <laughs> your armpit and your elbow they are the most unflattering little shrugs I've ever seen in my life, but everyone wore them. What was the obsession in the, like, earlier 2000s with wearing the most heinous clothes that look so bad on you? Like, the low-rise jeans. And it lasted so waist. long
1: because this is now going into early 2010s. I know. So, like, we had a
0: decade to continue learning from ourselves, and it just got worse. It's just a night, it's nightmarish, but anyway, um, they're just talking, and like, they're talking about the Allison thing. And, you know, so much I was thinking Hannah's acting out because she wants this attention from her dad. I literally, I mean, I know that's what the entire show's about, but I kind of forgot no, yeah. that, like, Allie died. I was like, okay, it wasn't she even a lot going on. I just,
1: like, forget that, like, the girls are grieving. grieving yeah, Which yeah. I guess A is making it difficult. Because, like, honestly, is A doing them a favor? Distracting them? A is, like, giving them some, like, a project. Especially for Spencer. Honestly, I think she yeah. probably looks at it like a puzzle to decipher so she doesn't really have to concern herself with, yeah. like, oh, I'm grieving the loss of my best friend. Right. But also, I, the grieving process for someone like Allison and the relationship they had with her is probably super complicated in and of oh, itself. Oh, absolutely. Like- and
0: it's, like, you kind of started grieving a year ago when she went missing. So you've had kind of a year and and you weren't together. So like you weren't reminded by your friendships with her all the time. Now they found her body. So it's confirmed she's dead. So any hope you had that she was still alive that was keeping you from fully grieving is now gone. But it still feels like it's like late to start grieving. It's such a complicated thing that Definitely. I kind of like forget a little bit even though it's what the whole show's about. But anyway, we're at this dinner and clearly like Hannah's dad is getting at. Maybe you could move to Maryland with me, right? That's kind of like where he's going. I can't tell if he, I, that's
1: definitely where Hannah wants it.
0: But why would he say, go. so he literally is like, Do you ever feel like sometimes you wish you could clear your mind and like be somewhere else to clear your head? She's like, Yeah. So that's the only thing he could possibly mean is that like, you're going to come live with me. Mm. because being here isn't good for you which I think he happens later he tries to make that happen.
1: I literally don't remember. I hate this storyline.
0: I hate every single <laughs> person involved. This blows my freaking mind. He brings in his fiance and her kid, not kid. Adolescent daughter, same age as Hannah. Okay, you don't think you would want to let Hannah know you had a girlfriend before or, you introduce her as your fiance? Or your ex-wife? You're, like they're not they're oh, pretty freshly God.
1: Divorce. And they didn't divorce at first. He left. So uh, it's like this. Why are these not conversations that y'all are having at least? I'm yeah. s- Or I'm starting to see other people. We need or like.
0: Yeah. It's we need just a soft wild. opening. Soft opening Fully, for the fiance like, thing. Hannah didn't even seem like she
1: thought her dad was dating.
0: No. She had no clue. And it's like you could have been like, oh, I'm seeing someone. I really like her. Then on the next trip, be like, I think yeah. I might propose to her. Then on the next trip. You I can meet her daughter you to her before I propose then on the next trip I proposed now meet her do- you know like there's such a way to do it then he just literally fumbled the bag like literally
1: says this is my fiance you're meeting her right now and her daughter is here and you just crashed your boyfriend's car so that's embarrassing and they know yeah, that and that's they all why know I'm about here.
0: It. they know that you're shoplifting they know your friend's dead they know yeah. that you Crash your boyfriend's like they know all these bad things about you and you're completely caught off guard already and so it's just so awful. And to
1: start it started off like Hannah thought this was going to be a good productive trip I with know, her dad. I know she was
0: so excited it's so sad and then like not to mention it would be bad enough if it was just the fiance but it's also like a daughter your age who's also blonde I'm like okay this is Kate 1.0 <laughs> this is the first Kate. No they shame do, to the actress. No but, shade but they do recast her yes. with someone who is like objectively gorgeous and you know Hannah has this whole insecurity about the way she Looks so it's just like pile it on, Mr. Marin, please. God. Or just like stay out of the picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, just get out and stay out for be gone. be gone we only, <laughs> <laughs> we only need Ashley Marin. That's it. What a strange interaction.
1: Everything about it is strange because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know about you, but like when my parents are out of town <laughs> yeah,
0: and I ha- what do you do when you're And parents I have the house town, to speed? myself.
1: Number one, I can assure you, every light in the house is on. <laughs>
0: I can assure you, I'm running the electric bill up <laughs> as high as it can freaking go.
1: And number two, I'm not just sitting on my bed crisscross applesauce looking at my bracelets. <laughs> not <laughs> even my, my bracelets in the
0: darkness. The like, bracelet of my dead best friend. Yeah, Spencer, if you don't want to be spooked, why the hell are you trying to summon a dead bitch? Like maybe like, put a movie on. Just big like, mistake. Invite some friends over. Yeah, so inevitably, when you're in a situation as Spencer is, you're gonna hear a noise that's gonna scare you. She, goes she did downstairs. have something to be scared of. Yeah, though. she thinks there's an intruder, and she's correct. Uh, but the intruder is not not who we think, a or whoever. It's just Ren, Melissa's ex fiance and the fucking pedophile. And he's plastered and holding a potted plant. Not a potted plant. A, pl- a potted tree a literal potted tree that he definitely just took from the hastings like front yard and <laughs> carried in and he apparently broke down the back he door could, so i can't wait he to see couldn't spencer locate the, that the
1: house one. and he punched through the window <coughs> shut up
0: we're doing a podcast none of that anyway <laughs> Ren comes in with the potted tree and spencer is like you have to go Um, We find out that he's actually been trying to call Spencer, but she has blocked every single number (laughs) from her phone, so she hasn't been getting them. So naturally, he drunkenly had to take the train from Philadelphia to Rosewood. Like, how drunk do we think he was when he left Philadelphia? That's, I'm saying, that's the most unrealistic part of this show, is that he took the train from Philadelphia to Rosewood, and he's exactly as plastered as he was when he left. That's just not...
1: Because the train ride, we do learn, it's like a 45-minute train ride.
0: Yeah, he didn't sober up at all. I really don't believe that. I also don't believe that he didn't just fall asleep on the train. And yeah. end up wherever. And the show is so realistic until this point. <laughs> yeah, it's really been checking all of those yeah. boxes. But he basically is trying to profess his love for Spencer. And he says, summon your father. Yeah, thank God they're all in New York. Can you imagine? Oh, my
1: God. M- Melissa would have a murder charge.
0: Absolutely. And they'd cover it up. Um, for a, b- a double homicide, actually. Yes. And it almost seems like there could be a murder charge this evening. Because... Ren drops the potted tree. Glass goes everywhere. They both end up on the floor. There's a moment where they might kiss. Will they? Won't they? They don't. Then they stand up. She's getting him black coffee. Somebody is watching through the window. Who do you think it is? Man, probably Toby. <laughs> probably Toby. Um, could we even that? No, it's A, filming. Like a fucking weirdo. I've always actually loved this view. Spencer is, had this gigantic knife that she was going to like wield against the intruder. And she's putting it back into the knife block. But the way the camera's angled, it looks it like, looks she's, like, like putting she's about it- to Yeah, it looks like she's putting it right into Ren's chest. If only. Okay, but I have a real problem with Ren Apparently taking the train into Rosewood, PA. And now he's talking about he's going to drive to a hotel. What the fuck is this continuity error? What do you think?
1: I just don't think they were thinking... Like, Ren fully has his car keys and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna head back to Philadelphia. And Spencer goes, You can't drive like that.
0: Spencer. No, he says he's gonna go. He says he got a hotel that no, like Edge Motor
1: Club. First, or something. he's like, I'm
0: gonna leave.
1: And then Spencer says, You can't drive like that. And he goes, I'm not going all the way back to Philadelphia. Yeah. And Spencer says, You can't drive anywhere. But I'm like, Spencer, Girl, why do you
0: think he's driving? Spencer, you didn't think he drove. He, he, he told, you told 8, you thousand took a train. times he took the train in. He, he mentioned that. We actually. We just had a full conversation about how he took the train and how it's a miracle he didn't fall asleep or anything like that. He didn't take the train. He has his car keys. He's going to be driving home. I'm I'm blown away by this. Anyway, Spencer takes the keys from the car that has apparently made it's it safe right outside to the
1: Hastings household. And they go to the Edge Motor Court or whatever motel Ren is at.
0: We had to get a pause on that drama because we had to go back to Aria and Ezra, of course. Aria is literally on fire. She's a woman scorned right now.
1: She bangs on this door like she's about to bang <laughs> through it. She's like
0: huffing and puffing standing outside the door. And I just know that Lucy Hale, as an actress, is like, all right, I just got to keep the momentum going. I got to like amp myself like, up. In so between takes, she's like, Ian, don't talk to me. I, d- like, I, I just got to go I got to stay in the zone. Yeah, I got to stay like, like, in the zone. I'm doing actually cardio in between every <laughs> scene so I can keep my heart rate up. So when I speak, my voice will shake and it won't be acting. And she's like, Ian, I know this is going to be really hard. Like, I know our
1: bodies aren't going to be able to tell the difference between whether this is <laughs> yeah. real or rea- okay, <laughs> real or fake. Okay, now you're
0: quoting a euphoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. But it's true. Like, when you're in a scene like that and your body can't tell but your mind knows, Aria's like, I just want to trick my body. <laughs> I want my brain chemistry to convince my nervous system that I am really this upset. She, like, re- Arya like, walked up to
1: Ezra's apartment and, like, probably sat in her car for a minute, like, reliving the argument in the classroom in her head over and over again. I just want to know working
0: herself up. If she was so fired up about this and she maintained this fiery attitude all the way from like driving from her home to his apartment up the steps waiting for him to answer the door why didn't you just pick up the phone and call him? And like him? through the the day the English class was first period, so that yeah. she goes through the entire school day, and now it's, like, 8 p.m. So well, like, it's, like, you know she got home, and she was, like, I just, she was, like, thinking about it and thinking about it and getting mad, but, like, when that happens to me, I just call the person. I don't drive to their goddamn house.
1: Not Aria. Everything's about her all the time, so she has to it's go see It's about the big, sweeping,
0: Ezra. dramatic gesture. So she goes to his house, and he opens the door, and she just, like, begins her monologue of, you don't know anything about my parents, and you don't know anything about me, and that was so embarrassing in class this morning, and how dare you do that to me, Ezra, Okay. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> That's what he says. And she's like, I am. She's so taken aback that he and he's but, like, I really
1: don't know anything about you. And he clinches his jaw and he shuts the door. In and apartment three B. There's some stuff going on in
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> What's go what stuff is going on in there? All right, we got Hannah Marin on some queen shit in this scene. But
1: I feel so bad for her. Yeah. This is horrible. So she's at dinner with her dad and Meredith and no, not Meredith, Kate and Isabel,
0: his new family, <laughs> his new family that he's replaced the Marins essentially with. And Kate, her her new sissy, is in the middle of talking about like some sailing competition and how she took a bow and blah, blah. And so, of course, they ask Hannah, do you sail? And it's like, where the fuck would she sail? <laughs> she's landlocked. Please show me the nearest body of water. Well, I guess it's
1: Nolcon's lake house. But who's it's a pretty small lake. We see it later. Still, so I don't.
0: Do people sail on lakes, like, competitively? They're not waves. Yeah. In a man-made lake, there is not a lake. Well, maybe
1: not a man-made lake. Actually, but like, in any lake, like, there's not waves. No, I don't think that you need waves. Like, Lake Michigan, people sail.
0: She's talking about sailing competitively, which I think is, like, if you're going to go fast, you need some kind of where momentum, she and sit? where is that Chesapeake Bay? Maybe. Chesapeake Bay! <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys like uh, Hamilton? What's up? Um. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So <laughs> they ask Hannah if she sails. Obviously, she does not sail. And Hannah does like nail some one-liners throughout the whole series. But like this moment, so her new mommy is, <laughs> ew, <laughs> is, is. like You guys, it would be so much fun for you guys to like go out and sail together. And Kate's a very good teacher, and she's like, I'm especially good with beginners. And thinking Hannah goes, that's like such a good quip, she's like, Yeah, like she's like a little dig. So Hannah goes, Yeah, it'd be so fun, like us on the boat and see who comes back <laughs> it's like a, literally threatening like a death threat at <laughs> dinner just the, and and Kate goes is that a joke Hannah goes yeah and this is a fork <laughs> like just she literally knows, of course it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> don't you know what a joke is don't you have jokes where you're from dumb bitch you know <laughs> Hannah's scrappy I'm surprised Hannah just throw a fucking punch Mr. Marin
1: you'd think maybe he would like have some sort of allegiance to his biological daughter and who also, he walked
0: out on and maybe also acknowledge like that this has to be hard for her he's given her no like reason to be comfortable he's completely sprung this on her she had no preparation for this no moment to like take in even what's happening now she just expected to be completely assimilated into her new family like,
1: he kept it from her up until they got to the restaurant like it wasn't even yeah. like they were
0: driving there and he was like so like, like night." and even the night before you spent the night before together why didn't you say like hey tomorrow like I want to introduce you. I don't know. There, he could have primed the situation and it would have probably gone a lot different. Maybe not. But he does not have any respect for that situation. And he just completely throws Hannah under the bus. If Hannah thought her new family didn't know about Sean's car, she knows they do now. Yeah, because he goes, so I talked
1: to Sean's dad and we're going to be able to work something out without all the damage you did to his car. And like
0: everyone's just like <laughs> I know. Like looking the- away.
1: Kate and Isabel look at each. They give each other this look that would, ooh, I wouldn't but if i were like hannah i would have just like flipped the table
0: i would have uh, yeah, just flipped the table i would have caused a way bigger scene than hannah did but she I, I think she kept her composure honestly if i do say so myself i think she handled it very well she kills it mr Marin says you're going to be able to work off
1: damages by working in sean's mom's office and she's a dentist so hannah's like what which also like i He says she's just doing, like, light clerical work, but I don't think that's something that, like, a high schooler can just do. We're going to trust this
0: high schooler who has just basically gotten a DUI. I mean, she didn't, but kind of. And drunkenly totaled her boyfriend's car. We're going to trust her with a lot of personal health records of the entire Rosewood community because that seems like a perfect idea.
1: And so Kate tries to, like, appease this, and she's like, well, that could be interesting. And Hannah goes... Yeah, I think dentistry is just fascinating.
0: Just plaque, cavities, fake looking veneers. And Kate like purses her lips to hide her apparently fake looking veneers. It's an amazing comeback. I mean, Hannah just owns a scene. I think she showed Kate who the fuck is boss, but I feel sorry for her. And I honestly am scared for her dad. Okay, so me imagining how the direction of this scene went. Okay. We have Shay Mitchell and Keegan Allen. And this is no Shay Mitchell hate. I don't really care if I'm a little bit hating on Keegan Allen, but this is no Shay Mitchell hate. I think she's come a long way in her acting career. But if I was the director for this scene, how I imagine this went, he turns around, he's like, Can I get some? Can I, I, need, I need someone assistant director come here and they come over and he's like how the fuck do i direct two wet pieces of fucking wood neither one of them has an ounce of them the whole time it's like literally as if they're like now you say i am and it's a question and she's like i am <laughs> it literally is like i can't get over it and you stopped watching the scene and said what a cute scene no okay wait it's the most boring scene i've
1: ever seen i the just there's actors something- who
0: don't know how to fucking act. out
1: i personally love toby and emily's relationship and friendship throughout the whole show and this is like the start of it blossoming of like they understand each other in a way is a toby
0: cavanaugh apologist
1: i love toby i was in love with him he is
0: arguably the least attractive guy on the
1: whole show
0: yes yes he is have you seen lucas no hate to lucas oh i forget no i mean okay of like the guys who are supposed to be attractive on the show toby is the least attractive he is garrett I don't remember who it is. I don't know who these people are. Whatever. Anyway, you're wrong.
1: I'm not wrong. I really, really love Toby. And I just love Toby. Anyway, Emily's walking out of her house, taking out the trash, she says. But she clearly just
0: threw one piece of paper in the trash that she barely tore up. One piece of paper. She's holding the photo Uh, strip of her and Maya kissing. And she's, like, staring at it and, like, She, first of all, clearly doesn't want to throw it away because I think she's very conflicted. It is a happy memory for her. Like, I think she wishes that she could be proud of this. She's just not. Rips it in a way that you're not going to, like, you will absolutely be able to see exactly what... Pam is going to take out the trash and see them at the bottom of the trash can and be like... It won't even be at the bottom. It's going to be, like, nicely placed on top of the trash bags, (laughs) like, fully, like, so anyone who looks can see.
1: Pam is going to drop dead in the street. For sure, for sure.
0: So Toby is, like says something about i I think you don't want to be my chemistry partner or whatever and emily says did you see those pictures in my book before i shut my book And he's like well i don't think you wanted anyone to see them but he obviously did see them because he makes this kind of strange analogy he starts do you still swim she's like yeah and he goes you fucking idiot he goes do you swim because people are watching you or because you love to swim She's like, I do it because I love the way it makes me feel. And so this is all supposed to translate into, into her being a lesbian is what we're getting at. Are you straight because people are watching you or because you love to be straight, Emily? And she says, I'm not straight. I'm not straight. I'm a lesbian. So that's what's happening here. He's obviously seen the photos. He obviously knows what she's getting at. And he obviously knows what he is saying. With the swimming, and he says, like, you don't have to basically, like, live for other people. So this is where I have a question for you, because I always thought when I was first watching the show, I used to think that there was, like, something... Like, Toby was, like, in love with Emily. But after watching this scene, I think that he does see her for who she is. I think he knows that she's never... that he. I don't think he's going to be in love with her, because I think he thinks she's gay.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think you saw the pictures. I think he knows, like, the the question about the scarf and, like, all the things like that. Like, I think he... Is putting the pieces together.
0: He's an observer.
1: and I, Yeah. <laughs> I think that in a way, he probably blames Emily the least for what happened.
0: Well, she's the only one who's being nice to him now. Exactly. So. That,
1: but also I think now that he knows that there's something that makes her different, he relates to her and thinks they have something in common. Yeah. They both just don't feel good in their own skin. And
0: that's why I love their friendship.
1: And their friendship is just like this.
0: Little, like I'm just- fine with their friendship. I don't think Toby's attractive and I'm creeped out by him. So we're back to Arya and Ezra in his apartment and they're eating the meal that he prepared for them last night. But she's in luck because he's, he's really, really good. good at leftovers. Yeah, he's really, it's actually his specialty is making leftovers. And they're just talking about, you know, everything that has transpired over the past 24 hours. It's been a very full 24 hours for those two. He basically apologizes for class. And we find out that that fucking kid who got his shit beat out of him by Mr. Fitz, his name is Sperling. Well, I think that's probably his last name. I don't think so. I think it is. I
1: really don't think so. There's no way that they were like, ah, we need a first name for this kid.
0: Sperling. They're like, Sterling? They're like, no, 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 no. Sperling. Let's make it our own. Put a little twist. No, I'm telling you. That's (laughs) his first fucking name. Well, the way that Ezra,
1: like, recounts this just really, like, highlights just how immature his behavior has been this entire yeah. time like Arya is the kid and it's she normal was, for her to act she was acting, she's but acting but yeah. he it's making sense now why he is so into this and into her yeah because he is
0: also emotionally immature very much so he's like i just the way i went after him like i shouldn't have done that and it's like yeah no you really shouldn't have and he goes, and was like just, i was just mad yeah. at you like, first of all buddy you're a teacher you need to be able to like first of all you
1: shouldn't your boundaries should be good enough that you're not having this type of relationship that makes you this mad with a student.
0: You really but shouldn't also, like, be getting genuinely mad at your students. Even if you
1: had, like, a wife and y'all got in a fight and you walked into school and you're in such a bad mood and you just, like, want to take it out on the world, teachers should be able to build those boundaries of, like, yeah, okay, I'm teaching now. Like, I'm just going to forget about this fight until I go home.
0: Lots of times they can't. But he certainly doesn't do a good job and it doesn't help when he's faced with the person and it's, like, the secret. I mean, there's so much. Like, it's, like, they're in a pressure cooker, and we know that it's they're going to run out of time. We just don't know when. So he apologizes. He's mad at her, whatever. And she's, like, it's okay. You were right about me. I'm a fixer, which is exactly what Phoebe said about her. So good job with that. Thank you. Ezra asks, what are you afraid of? Wow, I love these big questions we're asking on, like, our first official date. Like, yeah. what are you, so what are you afraid of?
1: Sitting crisscross applesauce on Ezra's yeah.
0: apartment floor. He's, like, barefoot. barefoot. Ugh. Ezra is barefoot This is our first official date And you're taking your goddamn shoes And socks off Well no I, What's more
1: disturbing to me Is that like She knocked on his door And that's like how he was walking Through his apartment well, what's, Like I jeans
0: that, And no socks Yeah no Jeans Which like You're at home You can take your jeans off You can be comfortable Jeans A graphic Ugh. American Eagle Red V-neck It's the grossest like,
1: thing I've ever seen in my life With
0: like a zip up hoodie over it So It looks like he's, like, going out to do something. Why are you wearing a zip-up hoodie and a t-shirt and jeans? Then Aria's like, I gotta go! And And shoots out of her seat. But let's...
1: Okay, backtrack just a second. She said, I'm feeling like my Aunt Ruth. I just want things to stay the same all the time. And she talks about her aunt who had her cat taxidermied and
0: keeps Muggsy on the piano this is not it. the same thing, girl. No, this is, but this is exactly what this is. I'll tell you. Whoever's in that writers' room was like, "Let's give Ari just like a little monologue. This is writers love to give a monologue like this that actually like has nothing to do, and they're like, "It's a little anecdote, gives us a window into this character's life," and they're going to talk about whatever. No, it, it's the stupidest thing I do it's in plays, musicals, TV shows. I hate it. I right. see right through it. That's what they're doing. And Lucy and Ian are trying their best to like
1: act like this yeah. is such a cute. Moment for them. They're really building their relationship Mr. here. Mr. Fitz is like cracks up at yeah. this story. He's like, he's he's like, like I'm going to so get funny. late tonight <laughs> and it's
0: eagle <laughs> He's in fact not getting late tonight because Arya goes, I got to go. Yeah. She jumps out of her seat. He's like, you could just stay. She's like, I have to go talk to my mom. Another reminder that she's a minor who lives at home with her mother and her issues have to do with like her family, not like these relationships with adult men. So she's going to go home and she decides she's going to tell her mom about the affair. So she's
1: out of there. No kiss. No No hug.
0: No kiss. No hug. I was like, maybe she'll kiss on the cheek. Maybe he'll kiss her on the cheek. Maybe something. No, she brushes right past him. So it's I mean, where does this leave us? We got to check in on Spencer and Ren, though. These girls are so out of their league. (laughs) Another amazing one liner from Hannah Marin. Uh, We have Spencer. She's brought Ren and his vehicle to this Side of the road motel he's staying in. And he says, just, I just, I can't get over this line. You know, I meant it when I said I wish I met you first. What the fuck? She would have been like nine. (laughs) Single digits, brother. Seriously. And
1: Spencer is like, like you said, being very coy throughout this entire. She's flirting. She's like, it it gets to the point where Ren's ready to go into the door. Oh, Ren kisses her. (laughs) Yeah, you're
0: just missing this huge part. He goes in for the kiss and Spencer A woman who has clearly not learned her lesson kisses him back. Fully kisses him back. Like big time. To the point that he invites her in to the hotel room. And thank God she doesn't go because he asks her how she's going to get home earlier. Oh, and, and then we get the headlights. There's Hannah driving a Mercedes Benz. Girl, who's letting you drive i'm sorry i think we just had a big conversation about how you're going to work in a dentist office to offset the cost of repairs for the car you totaled once again as someone who has been in her fair share of accidents yeah your parents don't just like give you the keys to the other car certainly not the mercedes-benz no no also i bet you hannah said yeah but that was intentional (laughs) <laughs> that was intentional this i'm just i'm not trying to crash i did tonight. that for attention yeah that was on purpose <laughs> i was making a point i was trying to get my v card swiped didn't work um so she pulls up and she's gonna take spencer home and spencer thank god honestly i wonder if hannah had not been there yet as you said punctuality is not hannah's forte it doesn't I seem would, like it would be no, but apparently sure tonight, not in, it's not in the character description tonight she couldn't
1: get away from kate fast enough yeah so she sure, was like she i had, actually have to go she
0: had couldn't wait to get out of there and she picked spencer up and i wonder if she hadn't gotten there in time if spencer would have gone in that room with that's friends. a good
1: point but like this is the second time this episode that a 20 at least 24 year old man has asked a 16 year old to stay the night with them
0: literally vile vile troubling. behavior it is so troubling i don't know why we're so worried about a when we have these very real predators right in front of us and we have their names their faces their addresses like let's get them <laughs> I just don't get it. Hey, use your forces for good. Come on, my dude. So Spencer goes and gets in the car, but before she does, Hannah's listening to the radio, 93.1. You know, that we don't have aux cords yet, okay, everyone? We're I mean, on Bluetooth. Sad time. Oh, my God. So she's listening, and, and there's a song request. Somebody called in a song request. And Phoebe, would you like to tell us what it was?
1: It makes me sad. It's a song called I Don't Need You Anymore, and it's from Hannah's good friend, A.
0: Wait. Oh, my God.
1: You're joking. You're (gasps) actually joking. Oh, my
0: God. I thought until this very moment, I fully thought A chose the song I don't need you anymore because they all blocked A. And she was like telling them, like, I don't need you. But now I think what you're saying is that it was actually about Hannah's dad saying I don't need you anymore to Hannah.
1: (gasps) I know. Sad. Sad.
0: That hurts me deeply. I'm yeah. wounded. So Spencer
1: gets into the car. Essentially, like, you know in Charlie Brown, when, like, the hearts are, like, flying around their head? Yes. Like, they're yeah. They're, like, swooning. That is how Spencer... She's, like, smiling she's like, ear to ear. She, like, falls into the car, and she's she looks at like, Hannah, ah. and she goes... Whatever you're thinking, it's not what you think. <laughs> and <laughs> Hannah, Hannah is like, f- does not care, forgot completely about the
0: kiss. And, she, and Hannah did see it. We watched her see it. She don't give a fuck anymore.
1: <laughs> flies open.
0: Spencer is like, it's not what you think. And Hannah goes, Spencer, we are so out of our league. That's not even the way she said it. She said it in a much more like foreboding, scary way. She said, Spencer, we are so out of our league.
1: I don't even think she said Spencer. I made that up.
0: We are so out of our league. Yeah, there it is. That's how she said it. It was a little bit more ominous than that, I would say.
1: So Maya got off work. Finally. <laughs> It's like pitch black and it sounds like there are horses. (laughs) This scene, the Rosewood Town Square sounds like it is bustling. There
0: are trains going by. We have
1: horses are clacking on a
0: cobblestone road of sorts. But Emily and Maya are
1: the only people we see on
0: the street. It's actually a bit unsafe, I would say, especially if you're someone who is, I don't know, being stalked. I don't know that (laughs) I'd just be walking around at night, Emily, but she does. She runs into Maya who I think it was intentional, obviously. So Maya says, sorry, right? Yeah, and Emily says, don't say sorry. Don't say sorry. I'm not the sorry police. She's learned a lesson from from Mr. Toby. Oh, my God, yeah. So Maya's like, I just don't understand. Like, are you upset about the pictures? Are you upset about the kiss? And Emily, which I think, honestly, is big, that Emily's like, no, I like the kiss. Like, she can admit, like, I liked it. We're talking about it now, which we haven't been doing. It was very much like these things are happening and no one's discussing them but Emily is now acknowledging like no we kissed and I liked it I just don't know what it means which is sad because Ali has totally messed with her head yeah. so much like they kissed you know and it was never like we're dating It was never like you're my girlfriend Ali was always hooking up with guys and Emily knew that so I just feel bad for Emily because obviously she has been toyed with in a major way um, and Maya is now kind of the victim of that a little bit at the end of the day Emily's just not ready to be who she is
1: and she is very transparent she says i just need some space and it's not just space away from you i need space away from everyone in my life from rosewood <laughs>
0: from my mom <laughs> from my friends <laughs> from, so, the, from this place the swim team just so goofy kind of but this is the most likable we've seen yes, Maya. i like
1: consider this like we're turning a page from maya being a little bit weird.
0: Not a little bit. Maya's like fully like doing lines of coke in the back before every one of her scenes. She's bouncing off the goddamn walls. In this scene, it's like okay, you finally come down and yeah, you're ready she's, to be a she's person. She's very
1: mature. She's approaching this very like cautious, like carefully with Emily. She's like...
0: I don't think she's playing a game anymore. No. Like, every time before, it's been like kind of for show a little bit though you're not talking about. It. It's like this mm. flirty whatever. And now it's like okay, something serious has happened. We're both acknowledging it. And so yeah. now I'm gonna like come to you as like a real person, not like this character kind of thing
1: right so maya goes and they have this weird moment where like emily stays completely still like standing facing one way and maya walks past her and then so they're just standing back to back and then maya turns around and emily finally turns around and realizes that like it's just, there's something awkward about the blocking of the scene.
0: I guess what it's trying to say is that Maya is like the one that's open to it. And Emily's got her back turned and oh. she's more reluctant to, you know, okay. join her there. I think that's probably what they're trying to say with the blocking. But mm-hmm. it, it does look uncomfortable and awkward. So we'll see what happens there. Well, Maya says
1: that she cares about Emily. Emily doesn't know what to say. Shane Mitchell is really going for it with the facial expressions in this scene. Oh my god.
0: Scene. The eye flicker. The Shay Mitchell smirk. It's just all in full force. And she's some, probably tired after this. She probably had to like use a facial roller.
1: Somehow. Shay Mitchell is like seven feet taller than Maya.
0: and well, she's wearing those heeled sandals.
1: Still. That we talked about <laughs> earlier. And somehow Shay Mitchell makes it so that she flickers her eyes up so it looks like she has to look up at Maya every time she looks at her.
0: Maya who is three feet tall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so yeah. Maya says I care about you, and Emily doesn't know what to say, and she says, you don't have to say anything. You just need to know that, and then they part ways.
0: Your husband, Byron, is involved with another woman, and when I say involved, I mean in a romantic way. This is not something recent. It started before your family went away to Iceland, and from the look of things, it may be starting up again now that you're back. I know this is hard to hear, but it is the truth. If you don't believe this about your husband, ask your daughter. She knows all about it sincerely a i feel
1: like a watched an episode of gossip girl before writing this and was like okay but how good was like my that was like a gossip girl you sounded like kristen bell
0: thank you
1: um that is the note that ella montgomery has just received ella is like shaking grabbing the walls struggling to stand up of course you're making fun of her of course she is so as ella was reading this Arya
0: had been walking into the house and she was like Yeah, she's about to tell her exactly what's in the letter. But it seems that A has beat her to it. And this actually introduces, like, a new wrinkle into the story. And it's this. Now the parents know about A. Or at least
1: one. I'm trying to think of all the reasons. I think that in the future, Arya is able to, like, discredit it and be like, oh, it's just, like... I don't know who A is. It's just this random person. She doesn't have to admit to all the other stuff A has been doing. But I also think maybe... I don't know. A could be for Arya,
0: But it says in the letter, if you don't believe this, ask your daughter. She's plain
1: dumb. Maybe. No. I mean, obviously, I know it's not Aria. But her, I mean, I don't know. A Who A is is the least of Ella's worries at this point.
0: Yeah, but also, it's like now she knows this person exists, which is scary for Aria. Because what does A also know? That Aria is sleeping with her, well, kissing her teacher. So, if A was comfortable enough to send this letter to her mother and A can't get in touch with Aria and A's mad about that, who's to say she's not going to send another letter saying, hey, yeah. Aria is sleeping with her teacher? And
1: we know about Aria. Everything's about her. So that is probably exactly where her mind
0: is going. Because yes.
1: actually what's crazy is that Aria like sits down with a letter to read it and then does not go like talk to her mom, try to console her, try to explain herself. No, she gets a text from Spencer. S O S. Yeah,
0: and Emily gets the same text and both of them just up and leave and I'm like where the hell are your parents I had to ask to leave and tell them where I was going every time I wanted to leave the house in high school and so they they jet off to Spencer's house and fuck Ella Montgomery apparently we don't care about her feelings who knows what
1: Ella's doing probably
0: (laughs) got a bottle of wine locked in her room good for her honestly good for her so why do they get this S.O.X. test? S.O.X. So why do they get this S.O.S. text from Spencer? Well, Hannah brings Spencer home. They go inside. They're talking. What are we going to do about A? Because clearly she's now found a way to reach Hannah. And they don't know this yet. But she's found a way to reach the Montgomery household as well. Who's to say she won't find a way to reach Spencer. And oh, she, she did. Hannah, while they're talking about this, what are we going to do about A? Hannah turns and sees. If we remember from before, Ren dropped this big plotted geranium tree on the on the Hastings kitchen floor and Spencer has not had a chance to sweep that up pick it up yet but they go home and oh my gosh somebody cleaned up so nice of them and just put it on a lovely pile on on Spencer Hastings kitchen countertop and Spencer goes someone's been in the house <laughs> and Hannah also is extremely concerned which like I get it that's a little weird but she was a little bit too concerned like it's not your house you don't know it could have been here
1: she's like Spencer that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen your parents are gonna hate it. yeah that.
0: maybe that maybe that um, she's like, you have to pick this up. When are your parents coming home? <laughs> they text the girls about this because they go up into Spencer's room. They want to make sure that everything's in place. Obviously, someone's been in the house. They're
1: nervous about Allison's bracelet yeah. missing. Has that is been been the biggest taken, fear.
0: But it hasn't. In fact, something has been added to the house, not taken away from it. On Spencer's mirror in jungle red lipstick, apparently. Alley's color. <laughs> this is what Hannah thinks. It says, it won't be that easy, bitches. A.
1: Uh, this is one of the most iconic A messages because it creates the like signature of the red lipstick and the the way the A is written it's iconic yeah oh yeah
0: it's also terrifying i remember watching this as what a freshman in high school and literally i was like jump scare scared of this so you were like confused about spencer and hannah's reaction when they saw the mirror they like jumped and screamed that's exactly what i would have done and that's exactly what i did when i watched the show
1: (laughs) well i just think like i'm sure also they wanted it to seem like maybe there was a body in there or anything like that that could have been more they wanted they didn't want us to or just a have any idea there's someone in the room But then when you realize that it's just writing on the mirror... Not just writing on the mirror, but, like, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have, like, jumped back the way that they did. I well, would have been... think I, about I would how have on edge they already are. They're that's already fair. so on edge.
0: They've had the song. Hannah's had a night. Spencer's had a night. Now they're going upstairs. They're expecting someone to be there. So they're already so nervous. They turn around and see, like, this flash of red, and it's the very thing they're most afraid of. Like, I would react the same exact way. Everyone is terrified. And that's where we leave the episode. Oh, we actually... Okay, <laughs> the episode really ends... Oh, we go, yes. this is important um, because
1: I don't know whoever edited this episode had a little bit of fun on PowerPoint oh my god uh. literally
0: like we go back to the kitchen we go to the geraniums they're like panning around and they stop right on the geraniums and they zoom in but it's not like a normal camera zoom it's literally like a transition you would put into your Microsoft PowerPoint presentation for school that's what it looks yeah like. it's like everything
1: it's like it turns into like a, a picture like a photograph yeah. and then it like it, it looks like,
0: so unnatural it's so bizarre and it's so out of place in the tv show i i just can't you know we'll put a clip on the end stuff so
1: looking forward to next week
0: episode five is called reality bites and no, it isn't <laughs> episode five is called reality bites me and the little blip says little summary says Trying to ignore A backfired for the girls, and now they must pay the penalty. Whether it is a family in crisis, parental praise for an undeserved honor, or wearing scrubs while working off a debt, the girls must deal with it all. I'm having fun with the gossip girl voice this week.
1: I literally hate a storyline in this next episode. Oh. It's so annoying. Arya annoys me. I just,
0: I... I don't like this episode actually. oh wow well now i'm really excited to uh to do it together <laughs> so until next time this was the pretty little podcast thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week